At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like... My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast. Excited to be with you today, a day where a lot of Minnesota sports fans are mourning the loss against the New York Giants in the wild card playoff game. 13 and 4 regular season, 11 and 0 in one score games, and then you lose a one score game, and the only one that actually matters. So I got a lot of takes on this game. There is something about this game that nobody else is talking about, and it's the final play. Well, everyone's talking about the final play offensively for the Minnesota Vikings. But there's something within that play that I have not heard discussed, and I'm going to bring that to your attention because it's a massive part of the play, a bigger part of the play than even Kirk Cousins making that throw in the first place. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit, but let me share my overall take on the game. Going into the game, my final prediction on Sunday was that the Vikings would lose 28 to 27, and they lost by a touchdown. Vikings were favored by three points, and after the Vikings went down and scored on that opening drive, I was like, whoa, that looked good. The Vikings got Justin Jefferson the ball. Dalvin Cook looked good. Kirk Cousins was slinging it, and the offensive line was blocking. And after the Vikings scored that opening drive, I was like, we are going to see on this next defensive possession for the Minnesota Vikings just how close this game is going to be. If Daniel Jones is able to carve up the Minnesota Vikings and march their team right down the field and score a touchdown, Then the rest of this game is going to be a problem. And they did exactly that. The Vikings defense had an opportunity to put a stamp on this game in the opening possession. And they didn't do it. They made Daniel Jones look like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. 
In the first game this season, when the Vikings won 27-24 on a Greg Joseph 61-yard field goal, Daniel Jones was 30 for 42, 334 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He also rushed four times for 34 yards. So you look at what happened on Sunday, Daniel Jones, 24 for 35, 301 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 17 carries for 78 yards. Where was the quarterback spy? Daniel Jones was running laps around the Minnesota Vikings defense. And there was just a little bit of hope inside of me that Ed Donatell and the Minnesota Vikings defense would be able to adjust to what they saw from Daniel Jones earlier this season. And they didn't do it. Daniel Jones carved up the Minnesota Vikings in the playoff game. Daniel Jones, everyone's treating him like he just had a resurrected season. Like he's just become this franchise quarterback. He only had 15 touchdowns. He only had five interceptions, but he only had 15 touchdowns. What does that tell me? It tells me that they did not put the ball in Daniel Jones' hands very often this season. His 15 touchdowns ranked 21st in the NFL. And I'm just going to take you through a couple of these games here throughout this season. Because what he did against the Minnesota Vikings was not the norm. The week before they lost to the Vikings, 27-24, Daniel Jones played the Washington Commanders. He went 21 for 32, 160 yards. I mean... The following week, he threw for 334 yards against the Minnesota Vikings. On January 1st, Daniel Jones, they defeated the Colts 38-10. He was 19 for 24, 177 yards. The only time Daniel Jones threw for over 300 yards happened against the Minnesota Vikings twice and the Detroit Lions when they were down 31-18. to And you got to throw the ball at that point. That, they lost 31-18, and you have to throw the ball at that point. So the only time Daniel Jones threw for over 300 yards in a close game this season was against the Minnesota Vikings on Christmas Eve and against the Minnesota Vikings in the wild card game. Let's quit treating Daniel Jones like he is this elite offensive quarterback. coaching has made a major difference for Daniel Jones. It's changed the way he's looked at around the NFL. But he isn't a great quarterback. Let's stop acting like Daniel Jones is supposed to carve up NFL defenses when he hasn't done that all season. Another thing that was very noticeable during this game is how physically outmatched the Minnesota Vikings defense was against the Giants' offense. The Vikings' offense shouldn't have even had an opportunity to have the ball again because of like third and eight and, or maybe it was like third and 13, I think, actually. And Darius Slayton dropped a pass when he would have been running for 25, 30, maybe 40 yards into the end zone. 
Saquon Barkley doing whatever he wanted to do out of the backfield and catching passes. Eric Kendricks was three steps slow. Patrick Peterson was slow. Harrison Smith was making mistakes. Entering this game, my hope was, you know, Daniel Jones' first playoff game, he's going to be jittery. You got the crowd noise. I don't think they had one false start. And Daniel Jones was not rattled at all during that game. And it's because the Vikings applied no pressure whatsoever. They had maybe one or two sacks in that game. So the Minnesota Vikings defense needs to change. And I don't know how it's going to change because the Vikings are limited with cap space. So we're going to see what happens this offseason. There's a big play in this game that isn't been talked about very much. And it's a small play, but it's a massive play. It was fourth and inches. The Vikings were going to go for it. And Christian Derrissa fall started. The Vikings had to settle for a field goal and they settled for a tie game. 24-24. Maybe they're going to kick a field goal regardless. Right? Kirk Cousins easily picked up that first down. And the Vikings offense was rolling. And they were rolling the entire game. They made one, well, a couple of massive mistakes. But a big mistake was early on in that game. The second possession. Third and one. They pitch it to Justin Jefferson and he throws it back to Kirk Cousins on a third and one. Maybe do that on a first and ten. When there's not as much on the line, but third and one and you need one itty bitty yard and you're pitching it to Justin Jefferson, who's going to throw it back to Kirk Cousins. Maybe throw it to Justin Jefferson and have some wide receivers going out for some routes, but Adam Thielen was just blocking. There were no other opportunities for Justin Jefferson other other than running the ball or passing it to Kirk Cousins, which throwing the ball to Kirk Cousins. When you say that out loud, how ridiculous does that sound? It sounds utterly and stupidly ridiculous. Um, all right, let's get to the last possession. This has been talked about over and over again. I, I just watched a Kirk, Kurt Warner video on what he would have done in that last possession. Now you broke it down and explained what went wrong for the Minnesota Vikings. This is what bothers me more than anything else on this possession. TJ Hawkinson was the Minnesota Vikings' best wide receiver on Sunday. Jefferson was being triple teamed all game. Adam Thielen made a couple of nice catches. KJ Osborne was mostly quiet. TJ Hawkinson had 10 receptions for 129 yards, averaged 13 yards a catch. And Kirk Cousins, he made a mistake by throwing it short. But the bigger problem to me is the route by TJ Hawkinson. If he's your best wide receiver in this game and he's catching everything, I mean, there's like a fourth and five and fourth and two, maybe fourth and three, something like that. Kirk Cousins just threw a bullet pass to Hawkinson. Smoked as soon as he caught it. And he made it look easy. He caught the pass, held on to the ball. Vikings go down and score. 
Why was TJ Hawkinson running a three-yard route when we need eight yards? Why is anybody running a three-yard route when the Vikings need eight yards? What is the deal with those route combinations? Okay, send Justin Jefferson deep, send KJ Osborne shallow. But why is TJ Hawkinson the best threat going one-on-one? A matchup nightmare against the Giants. Running a three-yard route. Why do they have TJ Hawkinson chipping when he is the best and most logical threat to get a first down, which he has been getting all game long? Everyone's harping on Kirk Cousins, but I'm harking on the route combinations. It makes absolutely zero sense. If you had to drive three hours, would you only fill up your gas tank to make it two and a half? No, you wouldn't. It's the same situation with TJ Hawkinson. The game is on the line. You need to go down and score a touchdown and maybe go for a two-point conversion. And you're running a three-yard route. That's my biggest problem with that play. I am not going to ridicule Kirk Cousins because, like he said, he was about to get sacked and he needed to get rid of the ball. And there were really no other logical options. Adam Thielen was going deep. Justin Jefferson was going deep. KJ Osborne was going to medium shallow. And none of those guys were open. Cousins, 31 for 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Cousins played his balls off. He played phenomenal. And to ridicule him for the last throw, to put all the blame on Cousins' shoulders is stupid. And it's not an accurate representation of how that game went. Because he played like a franchise quarterback. And he is a franchise quarterback. Daniel Jones played like a franchise quarterback, but he was playing against the worst defense in the NFL. Those are my thoughts on the Vikings' loss to the Giants. I got over the loss pretty quickly. Losses don't sit with me very long anymore, and they haven't for a while. I mean, I'm a big boy. I'm not going to cry all day and all night long because the Vikings lost in a playoff game to the Giants. I mean, I'm just not going to do that. I'm not that kind of guy. So I got over it after about five minutes. We're on to next season. This offseason will be interesting, and there will be much to break down. Everyone, thanks for listening to the Minnesota Tim podcast. Thanks for listening to the podcast throughout the season. I will deliver more podcasts through the offseason, talk about the Vikings and Timberwolves and Twins and Wild. Plenty more Minnesota Tim podcasts to come. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! 
Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.